Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Despite what their moms told them, they just aren't talented enough for radio. Unfortunately, anyone can have a show these days. Sean. Well, I'm pretty hard to figure out sometimes. I can't figure myself out sometimes, so don't you try to. Joe. You're an idiot. And really, a disloyal person. This This is the Cuse Militia. Those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. It's the most bullshit thing I've seen in 30 years. Welcome, orange men and ladies. Happy Thursday. It's Thirsty Thursday here at the Cuse Militia. And I'm Sean. And here's Joe with the Voodoo Ranger. Gosh, Joe breaking out the Voodoo Ranger. Is that a... Is that a... Um, juice, juice Force. Juice Force. There we go. The orange. Yes. Yes, got Cuse the juice Melissa. force in full in in full effect. Uh, at Cuse Militia on the socials, go there, join the militia. I was thrown off by Joe drinking something other than the garbage ass uh, Michelob Ultras. So, well, you know, I fell a, into this. Put a and little, it's actually really good. Put a little flavor into your life, and it's a little bit stronger. Oh, I was going to say, I don't know if you can handle <laughs> beers like this, Sean. It's nine point five. It's all I drink. Of. That's nah, all I drink. Just messing with you. Look, uh, I'm just trying to go with the show, you know. Beheim's Army One, got the Cuse Militia shirt on, got the orange can Voodoo Ranger Juicy IPA, and you're wearing a T-shirt that looks like it's from Saved by the, the Bell. It's, <laughs> this is uh, Outer Bank <laughs> Outer Bank Slice Pizzeria. They do a they're like a, their apparel and whatnot is '80s retro. So yeah. Good pickup on the 80s retro, all right? Well, it's more uh, early 90s, but yeah, I get it. it I mean, yeah. I, I, yeah. That's I mean, a save by the bell shirt, bro. It is, kind of. It is. <laughs> it is. Uh, shout out to uh, my favorite pizza joint in the Underbanks. The, the the staff isn't as friendly as I'd like, but their pizza's good, man. You know, you do the reheated pizza thing. You take the pizza. I want one of those. Slice give me a slice of that. Give me a slice of that. Take it, put it in the oven. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. the best reheated pizza. And that's how you do it. I mean, everybody knows that. But it's the best reheated pizza. It's better reheated by the slice than it is when you buy a whole pie from there. Hmm. It's, yeah. I said the same thing when I bought a whole pie from there. And I was like, hmm. It's better to just, like, if I'm going to buy a whole pie, I'm going to just buy it, let it cool down, and then throw it back in the oven for me, and then serve it to me. I'll, I'll, wait, the, I'll wait the extra half hour. Uh so anyway, you go there every time. I do. I was just there, um, so we um, we do a lot of work down there, and I go there probably twice a month. I was there the other day. Okay. So it's a good. It's a, it's, a, it's you, you know, know an hour, the plug. hour and twenty minute drive. It's a good little trip. You feel like you're in another part of the world. It's we you know it's different out there. So 
It's well, it must back. be good because, you know, you're giving them a plug even though you think that their, you know, staff could be a little bit better. Usually <laughs> that's kind of like it's like spot deal where breaker. people jump in and they're like, right? yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're your, your, your food's good, but I can't deal with your staff. Right? It's like, like, here's the thing with sliced pizzeria in the Outer Banks. Like, go get a slice of pizza. Don't ask to use the restroom. Okay? I mean, plain and simple. And by the way, order and wait outside. I don't care what temperature it is outside. Order, wait outside. There's too many people in and out, and don't hold the door open either. Hey, shut that door. Keep the door shut. It's, <laughs> it's one of those places. Okay? You almost... <laughs> You almost feel like you're in New York City. It's like so rude. I'm like, all right, dude. But you know what? The pizza's good. I'm there for the pizza, not the service. Okay? I'm not getting waited on. That's that. I digress. All right. All right. Okay. Real quick. Real quick. Let's talk um, Let's talk media day real super quick. I'll tell you what. I mean, I don't really have a takeaway. I could tell you uh, maybe a concern, I guess. Um, Garrett Schrader said that the, he thinks this is the deepest um, offense that he's had. Um, but, you know, still there's a lot of questions on the offensive line. And even Coach mentioned, you know, he doesn't even know how it's going to be or how it's going to hold up. And, and the offense depends on how well it's going to hold up. So um, the best thing to come out of it was the Coach Babers impersonation by Garrett Schrader. Uh, which Coach Babers did not look like he appreciated that at all, Joe. I don't know if you saw it, but uh, I did. It was an awkward Body language was not great. No, it was the one of the most awkward moments I think I've seen in regards to Coach Babers, and we've seen him at a presser where he talks about walking around the locker room with everybody's thing slinging. So more awkward than that. Yeah, that's my take from ACC Media Day. Marlo Wax that's was chill. It. Marlo Wax was chill. He was laid back. The uh, oh, Mob yeah. Podcast coming back. Uh, so I'm happy about that. Yeah. So there'll be two podcasts now: the Mob Podcast and our podcast. I heard everything else died <laughs> off. Well, it all depends on what happens. Disloyal idiots are still doing it. But, oh, true, know. true. Our friends at Noons. Yes. I haven't heard a lot from Lockdown lately, but you know, <laughs> Joe's in. Uh, he's period, so sad. So. He's in his sads no, about the lockdown deal. Yeah, lockdown. he's in his sads. Absolutely not. Dude, all I do is just listen to a different podcast on the way to work. It's not that difficult, right? I've actually really been listening to um, a lot of the Orange Nation, uh, a lot of the local local radio stuff that's on Steve ESPN. Steve and Fanti and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. What's the other, what's the Jordan uh, or no Jordan Composi was the producer. Who's the who's who's the yeah, yeah I don't even uh, I forget. Sorry. Damn it. Sorry, but yeah, no, they've they've been talking about some stuff like that. But yeah, no, I mean, and they brought something up that I actually saw and I was wondering about the whole time too as well. It was like there wasn't a lot of questions about the Quint. You know, I just I feel like anything controversial, usually there's at least one person Unless. that's willing to stand up and at least ask. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. And if you don't get the answer that you want, and they're gonna come back and say, you know, oh, I'm not gonna comment on that, well, you know. Let, I mean, unless they got a precursor, right? They have like, to have there a was, precursor. Like, some bro. type of like, yeah. hey, don't ask this because they're not going to answer. It's a waste right. of damn time, right? Right. Hey, you're so, ACC media, and by the way, Syracuse is an ACC team, and we're all in the brotherhood. So, you know, let's not dig deeper than we need to. Okay, it's over and done with. Let's move on. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I do take you know, uh, Dino Babers. 
the way that he talks, you know, I hate that there's people that are always going to say excuses. You know, it's his job to make sure that we have the depth and everything. But this day and age, you know, when you have transfer portals and people going to the NFL and stuff, I mean, it's difficult sometimes to to replace certain pieces and all that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, we lost some guys in the NFL, and I think we lost some future NFL players to bigger schools because of, uh, you know, the money and all that kind of stuff. So there's stuff going on with the NIL right now. I think eventually it'll be cleaned up. I don't think, um, I don't know if we need legislation in, you know, our government to get involved, but nonetheless, um, <clears throat> going no, back to I, I just back up. The government doesn't need to be involved in anything else. They've got their hands full with what they've got. Okay. And by yeah. the way, just a, just a bit of advice to all of our fellow Q's militia followers, listeners, and fellow Americans, um, let's vote for people who are not 500 years old. Uh, there is a definite problem in uh, yeah. Washington, D.C. with some people who probably should just be either in a wheelchair or maybe in a home or on a beach. One of those three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we're talking about more than just one person, right? So <laughs> Yes. You know, yes. There's something that happened yesterday, opposite party, same thing, right? So... Um, oh, they're on both parties. It's a both-party problem for sure. Yeah. And I don't know if we need 80-year-old people that were still, you know, growing up. I mean, They remember basketball time. when basketball was invented. Okay, we don't need – it's evolved since then. We don't need their opinion in how to legislate the NIL. We've got enough problems yeah. there. They're just going to yeah. make it worse. Right. I mean, these, these are guys that were growing up when, you know, African-Americans weren't allowed to play at all universities, right? So, um, I mean – it's just different times, and we definitely need a change. Um, but going back to the, <laughs> going Sorry. back to the, yeah, you're good. Going back to the to the um, to the media day, uh, I thought that all the players um, did well. Like I said, um, Dino was pretty much status quo. Uh, but I think that um, I think Garrett Schrader's, I think he's right on how deep we are. You know, and, and Coach did allude to seven of our starters gone in the first six games, like. You know, that's a lot to come back from. And then we lost, you know, Garrett Williams the next game, Garrett Schrader for a couple games after that. So it didn't really stop. The bleeding never stopped. And, um, you know, hopefully we're going to be able to add that depth. And and I think on offense, we're not reliant on so many just individuals, so to speak. And I hope that that's the case come defense, too. You know, we had a lot of turnover. We lost five coaches. But it seems to me like, you know. Well, the whole Rocky Long situation is a big positive. I, I, I guess I could take that away. I right. Mean, well, I mean, but realistically, you look at it, right? Like the last time that we had an overhaul like this in coaches where coaches went and got paid more money to do a better job or similar job or same job uh, was when we went we went 10 games with Eric Dungy. Uh, last year, we started off 6-0. and Then we had a five-game losing streak. And, you know, I think that's somebody, one of the um, people – the reporters there mentioned that it's the first time that <clears throat> someone's had a six-game winning streak and then a five-game losing streak in the same season. But um, we did that, and then we still lost coordinators to jobs where they paid better. Uh, so I guess the only really positive in this aspect is that you know Jason Beck came over with Robert and I. They've been t- coaching together forever, and Jason Beck was the quarterback coach last year. Uh, he OC'd That's the bowl in. game, right? Mm-hmm. So um, there's obviously going to be similarities there. It's not like you're just starting over with a new coach and a new uh, philosophy. And same thing with Rocky Long. Yeah, it goes this, the other way. So 
Um, as much as Garrett Schrader says, you know, five years, five offensive coordinators, three head coaches, you know, he's gone through it. He's seen a lot. And um, I think that was another big thing. Uh, <clears throat> Sounds like Garrett, your man Derek Carr. Garrett underrated. Yeah, absolutely. To me, he's underrated nationally. Um, well, he, he played hurt all last season. And maybe even the season a little bit before. Could have been. Like yeah. near the end. So um, if if this surgery really helped, and then on top of what Dino Baber said, he got to sit back and basically be a coach for the spring practice and see things from a different lens, um, then, yeah, you know, you hope that there's a step there. I think the running back room, albeit you don't have a player as talented as Sean Tucker, I think the combination of everything you have, you have a deeper running back room than last year. Your your receivers room is deeper than last year. For, your tight end tight end room is deeper than last year. For whatever you know what I mean? reason too, with Aronde, sorry, but why it's mentioned wide receivers. He he's a guy who seems to be playing with a chip on his shoulder that doesn't really need to be coming in trying to play with a chip on his shoulder because he did a fantastic job. But I feel like he thinks he might have been he might have fell short or could do way better. You know, he was just barely under a thousand yards. I mean, it's a mile marker. You know, um, he he was excellent. He kind of fizzled out a little bit. He was double teamed constantly, and he I think he wants to go out and prove something. And you know, he talked about turning down an offer, and said he wanted to make his name at Syracuse, and that to me speaks volumes, just not to his character, but to the motivation that he has coming into this year. And a guy like that with that kind of talent, with that kind of attitude and that kind of motivation and, and chip, that's a dangerous thing for, for defenses. And, you know, we already know yeah. how talented he is. Yeah, and we already know. I mean, look, I, we didn't get to see Isaiah Jones last year because he got injured, right? Yeah, and Stephon Thompson. Well, I'm talking receiver-wise. Yeah, I know, right? I know. But we I mean, didn't get to see I mean, him either. Aronde, he stepped up. And there was other guys that stepped up near the end of the year and, and stuff like that. We lose only Devon Cooper. Um, and, you know, you talk about the Damian Alfords and Amari Hatchers, Kendall Longs, Trevor Pena's, right? Like, we have these guys that – Demarcus Adams, Isaiah Jones. I mean, there's a deep locker room. There's a deep room there for receivers. And on top of the fact that now you're going away from kind of just the one running back kind of combo. I mean, LaQuinn Allen, we saw from the bowl game. He's going to be involved in the passing game, right? And we brought in two junior college guys in, in as far as running backs. And then, I mean, so right now, I mean, last year we only had three scholarship running backs. And this year we have, what, six? So there's going to be different styles, different ways of getting people open. And um, I'm, I'm really excited. And Ronda Gasson, he's going to get doubled again. And uh, I hope that he does have just as good of a year, but – you know, there's no doubt in my mind that we're going to have to do other things to set him up and get him open, and other people are going to have to step up. So, um, only time will tell. But, you know, to me, when we were healthy last year, obviously we were a problem. People may call it lucky, people might everything, but I mean, we were six and zero, and we had Clemson on the ropes at Clemson. Yeah. Before it all kind of fell apart, right? So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll see. Yeah, well, exactly. Um, so, anyways, that's that as far as that goes. And uh, the Maui Invitational Tournament bracket. Uh, one quick thing. What? One quick oh, thing. Boy. Sorry, before we get into mm-hmm. it. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. With that Dino Babers thing, that awkward moment that you were talking about. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, he kind of made it so once camp opens in August, then ACC those net, the ACC network guys they go around and they do like a day at the at the school at the practice, and they have this whole little like hour long show where they interview people and they're on campus and they have they're at practice and watching and stuff like that. Um, and uh, Dino Babers made it known that oh you guys are coming August fifteenth. Okay, well, we're going to have a good time. And I kind of, from what I heard from that was I read that he's going to get a Rondé back when ACC Network comes, or sorry, Garrett Schrader back when they come back to the uh, to the campus. So well, we'll look see. out for that. It's only a couple weeks, but let's see what happens. It's, it's August 15th, I think, if I remember yep, right. August 15th, yep. <clears throat> um, so the Maui and Jim, the Maui, Jim Maui, Inventational, Maui Inventational, whatever. Maui Jim, Maui Inventational. Yeah, that's it. You can just say the Maui Inventational. I know, I know. Everybody I know. knows who you're talking about. I know. I'm just trying to complicate things. Um, the bracket was released, and it's no matter what, you play three games. So win or lose, you're going to go one way or the other on this bracket. And you're going to start in the middle, which confused the hell out of me. Joe sent it to me yesterday. I'm like, where the hell are the teams? I never even looked at the middle. So <laughs> anyway. Um, Syracuse will face Tennessee first game, um, being November 20th. And that game will be, uh, at two 30 as of right now. And, you know, Syracuse is like 10 and 0 all time in this thing. The last time they played corn to noon's magicians, 2013, um, Tennessee is, you, you know, it's way too early, but they're they're in, let's just say they're in the top 15, right? So right off yeah, the bat, yeah, well, there's, it says sixth, but I mean, I don't know. Let's just say top 15 by the time. I know there's, there's five teams in this tournament that are top 10 preseason. Yeah, that's, that's tough. And like you were saying <laughs> yesterday, first of all, this presents opportunities. It's early enough in the season to recover, but it does present opportunities. It's going to test this team early. It's going to test Adrian Autry early. It's going to be a huge, huge, um, it's going to be a huge test, not only that, but for us to watch this and see how resilient these guys can be. And, you know, you've got, um, you've got to start with one of the toughest teams in the, in the tournament. And um, you've got, who else here? The um, Shamanade, who's the, the Hawaii local team, right, who's never really super good. But Gonzaga, Kansas, Purdue, UCLA, UCLA and Marquette. So, I mean, it's a tough slate, dude. No matter which way you go, no matter where you start, it's a tough slate. And like you said yesterday, if you if you only win one, then I guess you're okay. It's not terrible, right? But if that one win is against Shamanade, uh, then that's not great, right? So you've got to do something um, other than that to come out at least in the middle of the row on this thing. And who knows? Um, maybe they shock someone. Maybe they shock someone early, and, and we'll see. But this is going to be a huge, more difficult than huge, but difficult, huge, whatever you want to call it, test for these guys early in the season. And, uh, I mean, it's something to look forward to, but you know, it's going to be um, uh, be interesting. It's just least. tough because it's when That's a lot of really looking- good teams. Like, there's no – you know what I mean? There's no – I don't know, man. 
They usually get more I mean, balance. Like I said, it's gonna help. It's gonna help the strength of schedule. You yeah. know, but if we play Chaminade, that means we went zero and two, because right. we, depending on if we win or lose against Tennessee, depends on whether or not we. I mean, we play the winner or loser of Gonzaga and Purdue. Um. So yeah, it's a situation where all those teams are really good. Yeah, if you and, lose, um, you're going to play a good team. If you win, you're going to play a good team. And I think that the one thing that I that gets me more than anything is that like it's adding all those games on top of having to play LSU and Oregon as well in your non-conference. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because those are other two big, big – I mean, so you're talking out of – I mean, how many non-conference games are there now? Eleven. Thirteen, I thought. Like, is it eleven? Uh, I don't. I don't think it's thirteen anymore. <clears throat> but nonetheless, you're putting yourself yeah, in a 13. position. It's thirteen. If you count these three, it's thirteen, isn't it? Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. It's eleven. There's. I was looking at exhibition games. My bad. Yeah, because they added yeah. a couple more conference games, right? So, I mean, it's a situation where. Out of eleven games, you're putting yourself in a position where it's not far off reality that you could lose five of these games. Yeah, it would suck. Well, which I mean, I guess I guess you can't, right? Because if you lose your first two games in the Maui, then you're not gonna you'll play Chaminade, right? So, okay, at least like four games, right? And then on top of that, you still got the Georgetowns of the world, and we haven't beat Colgate the last two years, so. And we got them. I say Syracuse beats Colgate this year, hands down. Yeah, I believe so too. And it's going to be a different type of team, obviously, and it's got me super excited. But uh, you got a non-conference schedule that can that can either like launch you into really really good status, or put you in the hole very early put in the you season. In the hole right going into conference and, play and not only that but enthusiasm when it comes to just rallying around this team with a newly minted head coach and uh you know they're going to need all the support they can get i think yep. and i'm most excited about just that and it's seeing how this team is going to gel with autry and some of the new players coming in and see what kind of style and energy is brought you know, because let's be honest, the Red's way more relatable, right, than than Beheim, right, <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> so, when you um, have um, a general that can rally the troops up, get them excited, get them motivated, and put a spark under their asses, um, that's kind of something that we've been missing tremendously, to say the least, in the past few years. So, yeah. And then again, I mean, I think it brings a little bit of excitement when it comes to playing fast and the possibility of, um, you know, not playing zone all the time and stuff like that. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm right there with you. We, we brought in a lot of guards, players from good schools, and we got a lot of guys coming back. They got a lot of experience. So I definitely expect something different, something more exciting. We talked about it before. If, if, if Audrey... If he comes in and he does the same thing that Beheim did, then, I mean. Then why did we even you're do just, that? You're right? just asking for it. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think he will. So. No. Um, I don't think he will. And it's, like I said, it's going to be interesting just to see 
what does happen and um, watch this team grow. It's going to be fun to watch this team grow. It's fun to watch the team grow every year, but this is something that has not happened in our lifetime. Mine and Joe's, that is. So, Okay. With that said, uh, Bayheim's Army has been very solid, to say the least. They had a slow start against Team Gibson, ended up winning the thing 99-83. to um, Target score was 98. I think they were up nine. They were up, um, what ninety to sixty six or something like that, and um, they just destroyed them. They ended up destroying them. They 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 started a little bit slow. Um, Gibson jumped out to uh, like a thirteen two lead, and then Beheim's army just woke up and and pretty much put the thing away. But the one thing that I, I really noticed, especially in that first game, is that no one was there was not a whole lot of selfish play, if any. And they really play. They really did play like a team. The transition offense, like just what what they did from um, running the court, I thought was tremendous. And a big surprise to me was Grant Riller, who I just I had no idea who this who this dude was. Okay, Andrew White was great. I think uh, I'm on record uh, saying that Andrew White hasn't been great in the past in the TBT. He was awesome. Him and Grant Riller put up 20 points each in the first game against Team Gibson. And, um, you know, Andrew White just basically stepped off a plane and into the stadium and puts up 20. He's just been phenomenal. And so they take that one after a little bit of a rally in the second quarter. And then the Nerd team, which is the team that, that beat us up last year, from behind the arc and obviously they got Prentice Hub on there and he did a pretty good job. He I think he hit five threes and that was it though. Um but he ran a little no, I'm sorry, he did hit five threes but he ended up with nineteen points. Um Grant Riller though um is the MVP so far of this team. Like I like I said, he's he's got twenty in team in the game against Team Gibson, like I said, and twenty seven uh against against um the nerd team. So 47 in two games. Yep. 47 in two games is tremendous. And now, you know, we're looking at playing the, the, um, the title game for the Syracuse region against the reigning champions of the whole tournament from last year. And we got us an upstate battle that's going to come to a head this Friday at 9 o'clock, which is going to be a lot of fun. And, I mean, with the way that I've seen Bayheim's Army play so far, and, um, you know, Let's face it, Blue Collar U almost lost um, in the first round. And uh, they ended up winning by one. It didn't look great, but they ended up pulling it out. And, and hey, you got to pull out the close ones, right? Syracuse hasn't really had to pull out our Syracuse. Bayheim's Army. Did you notice on the game last night they kept calling them Syracuse? Yep. Yeah. It's crazy, <clears throat> yeah. right? It's just like, it's one of those brain Fs, man. And it's just like, just I've, I don't know how many times I've done it talking about them, but. Um, Anyway, Bayheim's Army has not really struggled. They struggled at times during games, but they have not really had to overcome much adverse, adversity. You know, they kind of struggled putting Team Gibson away, but they had such a lead that it didn't matter. And last night, you know, there was some there was some First of all, there was a 17 and 1 run to end the half for Bayheim's yeah. Army. And they got up and and you know, the nerd team tried to fight their way back in with the help of Prentice Hub's 19 points, but uh, they were never able to do it. Um, they they pulled it off, but uh, you know, um, what was the yeah, eighty eight? Yeah, eight eighty three, seventy five. 
right? So that was the score, which was very close to last year's loss, which was 81-74. And that was an upset. So going into this game, Joe, and being able to escape this region uh, at home as, as champions, what do, you, what do you think, how likely do you think that is for Syracuse to win at Syracuse? And by the way, um, I know the game was a little bit late last night, but Buffalo's going to show up. Buffalo, Buffalo's going to travel. It's going to be a Friday night. I really hope that our folks in Syracuse can pack the on-center because, you know, the blue-collar U fans are going to, they're going to be there and they're going to show out. So be ready for that. I expect that place to be, I'd say it was maybe a third full. You know, I expect this yep. thing to be three quarters of the way full, if not more, for Friday night. It should be pretty electric on both sides. And um, it should be exciting. Be a, be a fun game to watch. Primetime game on a Friday night. Uh, it is on ESPN. Or what the fuck is it called again? ESPN Plus. ESPN Plus. Yeah, watch ESPN, ESPN Plus, whatever. Maybe we could uh, pull something off some type of stream. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Stream for audio with with our expertise, um, or you just want me to stream the game live, so no, people can so I mean, people can get out of paying five bucks to 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 su- subscribe to ESPN Plus for a month. Well, by the way, I'll say this. Hold on, I'm sorry. It's worth the five bucks now. It didn't used to be. It's worth it now. They've they've figured it out. And say what you want about ESPN. The app works great. I didn't have any problems last year. I haven't had any problems this year. No buffering, no pixelating. It's been working great. Yeah, and and with that too, I mean, we have football season coming in which there's probably going to be games that are going to be on ESPN+. Plus. Same thing with basketball. And if you're a UFC fan, some fight nights and prelims and stuff are only on ESPN+. Plus. So, Well, and here's the yeah, other thing. I, I think it's worth it too. I think it's worth it too. It's definitely worth it. And I used to shut it off after basketball season, but I kind of I kind of just deal with it. It's only a couple months. You never know when something's going to pop up, like you have you said the UFC stuff. But um, I just with, pay a yearly fee. With that said, you know we don't usually. The st- only reason I stream here, and it's not easy to set up. It's kind of a pain in the ass. But the only reason I really do it is when our local Syracuse fans are getting screwed. Out of a home game, it's not because there's a blackout or something, and I get it on the on you know my local sports channel that plays right. you know that has all the uh, all the ACC games. So that's usually the situation when I'll stream. Just so everybody knows, because we did get texts or we did get um, DMs and and things like that um, last night in regards to streaming that game, but unfortunately. By the time we saw it, it was too late and couldn't set it up. So yeah, um, it was right before the game started, and I apologize. But anyway, so uh, back to my question, Joe. The chances of Syracuse of Bayheim's Army escaping out of this region as champions, mm-hmm. um, I feel like it's pretty good. I do. I feel. I've, I feel confident with the way I watch them play. I feel pretty confident. Now, I don't know, really know. And by the way, Blue Collar U is, I think they're 12 and 2 all time. What are they? 12 and 1 all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, they're good. 
in their couple no, couple, couple of years, and they're they're a strong team. They really are mostly Buffalo players. They got a couple or some from Bowling Green and a couple other spots, but they're right. pretty they're pretty solid Buffalo blue, right? So, um, you know, with the way Bayhams Army played, obviously it's going to be the toughest matchup. But I feel like they got the talent, the depth, and they the the way they've been playing, um, they've really been playing as a team. And I feel like if if they're going to do it, this is going to be the group to do it. And if they could get by. Blue collar, you. I feel like they could probably beat anybody. I really do. I mean, it could be good if they get by this through this game as winners. They could, they could go far. Yeah, I mean, so I do have some concerns. I mean, obviously, despite I think, the the missing participants. Well, and that's right. I mean, missing participants to get one of those guys fresh and shown up on Friday would be a miracle. It'd be awesome. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen. Um, do we have any idea to... besides Tyus Battle being stuck somewhere? No, yeah, I don't really know. I mean, I, from what I understand, Tyus, Tyus Battle's either stuck in China or his team doesn't want him to play, or I, I don't know exactly what's going on. But um, I have anything about Malachi Richardson. So uh, basically, we have the team we have, you know, and there's a couple things that, you know, concern me a little bit. I mean, real, near the end of the game, I saw, you know, Deion Kane and Jamil Wilson kind of getting in some type of argument because Jamil Wilson didn't save a ball or something like um, So, you know, the team camaraderie and stuff like that, they got to be able to get along with each other. Uh, I'm sure that, you know, they're grown men. There's some of the more experienced players, so I'm sure they'll figure it out. But um, you did see a little bit of some frustration points last night when the nerd team got it within five before the Elam ending. But nonetheless, with that as well, you know, B.J. Johnson comes in, scores 10 minutes in the first quarter. We don't see him again. Um, so there is concern for injury there. Assumptions that he's injured. Dwight Bikes, same thing. Yeah. We saw him get injured, and he didn't play that much in the second half. Uh, the DeAndre Kane didn't look 100% out there. So, uh, you know, there are some concerns as far as that goes. I don't think that we're as healthy as the Buffalo team, but at the same time, you can argue that we've been one of the more impressive teams in the whole tournament. And especially when you look at the, um, the competition that we've played, uh, the nerd team is better than any team that like, if you look at like, um, what is their name? I completely forgot. Blue collar. You, you look at blue collar, collar. You, like you said, they should have lost that first game. They were playing against the eight seed, right? Now they barely pull that one out. They go to the second round. Well, that Virginia dream team, actually was a late entry. They didn't even know that they were going to play until like the last week. And because some Rhode Island roadie way, the roadie way or something like that, they basically took their name out. So this team that didn't even make it from the beginning, which means they're less than an eight seed, probably would have been an eight seed if they made the tournament. Now they jump into a five seed and they actually upset the Commonwealth. So essentially you got blue collar, you playing two, eight seeds in a row. Um, you know, they took care of business in a way better way against Virginia Dream in the second game. But um, they haven't played the competition that we have um, at this point. So um, it's going to be interesting to see. On, I think they're very, very similar to teams. I think they're both deep, but who's, who's, you know, who's more healthy and who's going to be able to do what? You know, I think Rakeem, Rakeem Christmas has been a beast and um, – Oh yeah, dude, he's so f- freaking big. 
so long. He's so big. You forget. Well, you almost forget like what a freaking presence he is just yeah. in everywhere. Yeah. You know, I mean, the, and by the way, the team is big. The team is long, dude. They create, oh, yeah. like, they create a lot of turnovers. Like their, their defense, their defense to offense. Like I mentioned against team Gibson. I mean, it's, it's dangerous and it's good. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's there, dude. I think the more they play, the better they're going to get. I mean, set aside the, the arguing. I mean, you're always going to have a little bit of that and these types of things. I mean, we've seen it before in this tournament. Yeah, well, then one thing I just get with that is, like, because Buffalo, a lot of those guys did play with each other. So Right. I mean, that's a problem. Yeah. That's a, so an advantage, that, I should say, yeah. Right, right. So, But at the same time, you can, you can look at it in another way as far as, you know, look at what Dwight Bikes did in the first game, and he barely played. You know, look at you know B.J. Johnson, what he was doing in the second game before he had to go out. You know, uh, Andrew White had 20 points in the first game and didn't do so great in the second game. Um, and we still pulled it off, right? Buddy is a is a little bit... Has been a little tiny bit disappointing. He played very... He played... Who? Our buddy. Jimmy. Uh, he, he played better, a little bit better towards the end of the last game, but man, he he can be sloppy as hell sometimes. Um, yeah. You know, but uh, I mean, I guess... No, I mean, we know that, right? Yeah, I, mean, saw, I know we, we know that. We saw him yeah. from last year, yeah. and this is a step up in competition from, you know, college last right. year. So, yeah, but I mean, he hit a three last he a night. Three. He's had yeah. some hustle shots. So, I just think, you know, Riller, you know, we talked about it. I talked about it in our preview that, you know, he, he was a drafted player. He was a drafted guard out of Charleston, so College of Charleston. So, um, you know, he's a good player. And obviously, and, the, and it's funny because Orange Nation said it today, and I was thinking it last night. And so, you know, I'm going to give them their kudos, but I definitely was thinking it last night, the way that he was playing, is he reminded me of Ennis. He looks he like looks Ennis. And, I thought, and, like, he looked like Ennis last night when I was watching him. Right, right, right. And the, the way that his game was, it kind of seemed like he's a little bit like Ennis, too. I mean, I think I feel like he's a little bit more aggressive on the offensive end. But at the end of the day, yeah, I mean, in, in Orange Nation, they talked about that today. Um What's so Orange Nation? He's, That's a live, that? live local radio show. Live local radio show, yeah. And um, I, so, yeah, it's he's carrying us right now. But Justin Robinson has also been a great addition. Once we knew Matt Morgan wasn't going to play, and he jumped in. Um, I like the way that he plays too. He's disruptive. DeAndre Kane's still disruptive when he's out there. You know, um, we got the players. It's just how healthy are we going to be come come Friday night? Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I mean, you saw Kane get back out there, and you got to imagine with a little bit of rest, you know, he'd probably be ready to go. It'd be amazing to to see someone show up, but I'm not banking on it. Kind of wish you could get an answer on it, and I don't need to know why. I mean, but, not by Friday. Well, not for Tyus Battle. How long is that, that flight? <laughs> it's not. It's not that short of a trip. But um, anyway, you know, I think they got a decent shot. Uh, I was not worried about Team Gibson. I was worried about the nerd team, uh, especially after last year. And, and despite all my hatred for Prentice Hub, you know, you don't usually hate guys that suck unless you, um, you know, you hate guys that are pretty decent, right? You just don't like their attitude. That's Prentice Hub for me. But... <laughs> uh, 
Hey, I mean, you got those. You always have to have one. You know, you mean, Grayson Allen was a fun one to hate, you know, a few years ago. And gosh, you know what I'm saying? Like, Christian Leitner back in the day, everybody loved to hate him. I mean, he might have been one of the most hated, you know, names that I could think of off the top of my head. So all good players, but just hateable. Hateable as hell. So, um, <laughs> uh, anyway. I mean that's that that's pretty much it in a nutshell, man. It's really it's really hard. So I'm just gonna be honest. I haven't watched. I've watched some. I watched a lot of highlights, but I haven't had time to like sit down and get on ESPN Plus and start streaming these games. Um, I mean, I'm sure they're going on right now, actually. And yep. and um, yeah, there's a couple that um, men and let's see. No, there's not any going on right now. I don't see any. But either way, it's a good way to pass the time. It's fun. And it's a great yeah. tournament. And um, they did fix their website, which is great. But um, let's just hope that we can make it out of Syracuse and, and see what we got. You and, know, and there's there's going to be some good games, dude. I'm telling you. I mean, there's been already, I mean, there's been a couple one seeds that have been beaten last night. India Rising, the eight seed. I think we played them last year, and they were an all a team all from India. They beat number one Red Scare, the the Dayton team. Um, yeah, there's a game. So, Gutter Cats and Shell Shock is going on right now. Yeah, and, and, ja- yep. and then and uh, then Jackson Tennessee and under Jackson Tennessee underdogs in the Ville. The Ville, which is Louisville. Yeah, that's and, the uh, Louisville team. And what's the one little point guard there? Siva, Peyton Siva. Oh yeah, I remember Peyton Siva back in the day. Or Silva, a years is it ago. Siva Silva, or Silva, Silva. Yeah, he's he's on that team. So uh, that's that's a Louisville team. And so far, um, there's only one team, or let's just say one bracket side that's gone all the way through the final four. Which you can argue that they might get a little bit of an advantage because you now a lot they're going to get a little, a little bit more rest, right? But Heartfire Heart beat Aftershocks by 23. <laughs> So, apparently yeah. they're pretty good. Yeah. Anyway, that's pretty much all I got to say about it. Um, it's fun to come here and, and catch up and, and get, into, get into a little bit of a rhythm with the show again. Bit. And do uh, two in, within a week. Thank us. Thank us. Yeah. I thank You're you. Welcome. You're welcome. I thank you. I'm proud of you. <laughs> proud of me for what? I'm showing up. Yeah. Thanks, I was bro. thinking today too, and I'm like, a freaking podcast again. Just did a podcast, and I told told my wife, she she's working right now. But I was like, all right, I was talking to her phone. I'm like, I gotta go. I gotta, I gotta get ready for podcast. Beheim's army's playing. Joe wants to talk about it, so I gotta let you go. Oh, you gonna play me? <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. No. I, just, get your, I, just get your wife to hate me. I, I absolutely love uh, coming here to do this. And since we're now the only Syracuse podcast that exists uh, in Joe's eyes, um, you know, I feel like that should work <laughs> in our favor as far as listenership goes. So. <laughs> well, what do you think about the trip? What trip? On the spot. What trip, son? What are you talking about? Well, I mean, we got a group text the other day talking about are we going to go to the Virginia Tech game. Oh, um, like I said, and this is the honest answer. Is I haven't looked at it. I've got a, 
I can I can take PTO fairly easy. Um, so I'm I'm. It's not like I have to plan too too far ahead for it. And the only thing that I, is sticking with me about going to Blacksburg again is I went to Blacksburg and kind of like my my plan was to hit every ACC opposing venue and try to do one a year. So if I go to Blacksburg, that's fine. It's fun. I love it. It's beautiful there. Stadiums there is great. The fans are great. There's nothing like experiencing the opening of that game, um, the thrill of that. And even as an opposing fan, you cannot help but just soak it in and enjoy it. But if I was to go, I would still have to go to another venue, another ACC venue on the road. And I just UNC. Yeah, UNC's one. I mean, I just got Tallahassee is like that's like mm. my number one, son. And that doesn't happen often. So I mean we play them every year now. So Oh, that's kinda... right. We're playing them every year now. Gosh, I can't I, I keep forgetting. They're in one of our th- yeah. three, right? Okay. So unless right. they want to okay. bounce okay. to the SEC or something, I mean we're gonna two I, years. I'm from too now. old to keep up with all this shit now. Golly. Oh, you're not. I, you're just I feel like it. No, I feel like it. I do. I feel like I'm very forgetful. Yeah, that's right. Everything's changed. That's right. And we play. Uh, we play in Blacksburg, or or we play Virginia Tech every other year now. No. Yeah. Every other year, isn't it? It was every three oh, years. Well, it's every other year, but it's not going to be every. No, other I know. Year I know that, but we yeah. play them every other year. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah. Every, so now the way that it's set up is that every four within, years, in a, f- a four-year span, we're going to be playing in at every venue in the ACC. Right, right, right. Which well, makes it easier yeah. for us to hit. You know, if you really want to get outside oh, yeah. your Raleigh Durham freaking, I'm just saying. Look, triangle. UNC's the UNC UNC's the last one I haven't gotten North Carolina. So yeah, and I mean, there's a couple that, more there yeah. to hit. But you know, Tallahassee's my number one. So I love Florida anyway. But um. UNC's a possibility. Almost rather see them Plus after Vontech May's gone, Geo. though. Yeah. Geo's at Vontech. So are you going or what? Well, I mean, I'll... that's why I brought it up. I oh, yeah. I mean. I got all the time in the freaking. I got I got to see. Me got to see. I will check. I'll check it out. Did I'm you gonna... see Geo, by the way? Did I see him? Well, I mean, have you seen the pictures? He sent it. Look, no, my man. Are we talking? My where? man is in. My man is in great shape. I promise you, he's doing it right. Whatever what did he get doing, yoked? Did he get right. yoked? Keep it up, keep it up, Geo. Huh? Did, did he get yoked? Look, I'm gonna leave it for where, you. Where are to where research. are the pictures? I mean, I saw it on our uh, Facebook page. Oh, so for real, for real, I'm not like exactly um, on social media a lot. Just so you know. Um. Anyway, yeah, I'll check it out. I knew that he lost weight and he was looking good, and I know that I know that that goatee is filling in too. Last time I saw it, so he's growing yep. up right before our eyes. I mean, I think we started. We I think we had him on the show. He was like fourteen years old, something like that. I mean, you know what I mean? That's crazy yeah. right there. And Gio, don't forget, don't forget, we're your biggest fans. <laughs> don't, don't forget where you came from, brother. So hey, look, I'm just saying. Sometimes it takes a little bit longer than one year to to break that cycle and turn it around. So I'm just for what? I'm pumped for him. He looks good, looks healthy. He looks good, looks healthy. He won some awards last year. Yes, he did. As a broadcaster, like 
he's doing his thing. And that's just his first year. Yeah. So I'm proud obvious, of him. Obviously a talent. Obviously um, well worth Virginia Tech's time scouting that, that guy out and stealing him from Syracuse. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Like sh- Michael Vick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, looking good. I was on there. Geo Heater, at Geo Heater on Twitter. Voice of the Hokies. And uh, a stud. Kid's been a stud for a long time. And you knew you knew he was going to be something. So. Oh, yeah. And um, the sky's the limit for that dude. But Absolutely. Um, okay. I think that's going to be it. And by the way, hold on. While we're talking about Geo. You know, um, we don't have people on much. I can get people on. And uh, Tyler's one of those guys. James is one of those guys. We didn't have James on at all last year. James Zuba to talk basketball. So that's a must. Tyler's a must. Yeah. We got to do those things. The problem is, is that a lot of time, like today, was kind of impromptu. I didn't know I was going to be able to do it until probably 5 o'clock. When did you text me? I still wasn't even home when you texted me. I rushed home. Tried to that do either it. was I. So I rushed home, tried to do everything I had to do. I had to finish up work and then um, try to set this up. But anyway, um, that's why a lot of times we don't have yeah. people on. It's so because you, you had another person and now you talk about you got to you got to figure out three schedules to mm. make it work, right? So the more people, yeah, the more schedules. But at the same time, I'm a little bit more free right now. So at least we're not going to be battling our two schedules. I should be able to go whenever. Right. And, you know, kudos to Joe hitting the late notice on the on the 530 ticker. And dude's only five minutes late, which I can't even count him as late because I know he rushed home, took a piss, grabbed a beer, and said, I'm ready. Yep. And I, that was it. <laughs> Is that about right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, anyways. Look. That is going to be that. And um, we will we'll see how Friday goes. And I really, really want to give a shout-out to Twitter Spaces. If we win, we, we play we Sunday. Yeah. Give a shout-out to Twitter Spaces. Um, we'll try to get on there when we got some more time. And that is going to be the, the main attraction for... <laughs> that ended way quicker than it normally does. Uh, that's going to be the main place for fan feedback. And uh, I just want to, I just want to make sure everybody gets onto. If you don't have a Twitter account, get on Twitter, and sign up. And um, it's going to be a really fresh, easy way to um, get on the show or leave uh, leave a comment about what we're talking about. It is live. Uh, I haven't noticed any glitchiness with it or anything like that. It seems to work pretty damn good. Um, so that's going to be the. The marquee for for fan feedback. So that's all I got to say about that. For Joe, I'm Sean. We're out.